for reigning. And um, I just wanted to take a moment just to introduce a little bit about We Does because some people come regularly, other people come on and off, new people come in. And so um, the neat thing is, is um, training for reigning has been going on since January of this year. And the goal and purpose is to help people in business walking through what they have to do to accomplish and what they're called to do in their business. And um, so it's awesome. We teach about a limited life versus an unlimited life. And of course, we want, we want everything. We want to walk in an unlimited life. So the neat thing is, since we got this started, South Magazine actually contacted us and did a little review about what is training for reigning. And the neat thing, normally I would read what our mission statement is, but I'm going to read what the magazine wrote for us because I thought it's really awesome that they actually wanted to feature this and, um, and use it. And it says, Training for Reigning is the program that challenges us to press out the old way of thinking and look towards a new way of thinking. They are the principles for your business practices. Running a business comes with its own set of challenges. CE Hall Enterprises owner Gene Hall and partner Lee Brion have developed a Training for Reigning class that shares their combined 40-plus years of experience. Brion and Hall have reached out to the community by providing free one-hour classes designed to teach professionals principles for advancement in personal, family, and workplace environments. We all want positive results so we can lead a well-balanced life that is not only successful but significant. We agree that Training for Reigning is the program that challenges us to press out the old ways of thinking and look towards the new ways of thinking. And you know what? As we've been teaching this class, we have actually taken more time to hone in and implement the same things we've asked other businesses to do in our own business. The, the month that we talked about, I think it was a third session, when we talked about getting your vision established. Because even the word tells us to place that vision out and know what that is. We took that time to reassess that in enterprise, and everybody got shifted around. Tracy's in a new job. Everybody got shifted into what they do that they do well. And so that's part of what we learn in here is knowing how to take the issues like distractions, entanglements, things that enter into our day and know how to, and know how to walk them out. If you look on your um, training for reigning agenda, we've been breaking this down because we all have a choice as we walk out our day. And we have our thoughts, our words, we have laws, trials, and testings, and then there are results. And we've been building on this concept of the power choice and how this works in our business place. So, and we know it all started with the thought that enters our mind, which then in turns comes out as a word. And whatever words we say, we talked about last session, how they get placed in a law, a law of life and peace and a law of sin and death. And so, and then there's, there's outcomes to that, to when we speak those things. But after those things all go out around us, we do have to deal with the tests and trials, good and bad. So even when we make the right choice, and we speak life and peace, there's still going to be a trial. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Because sometimes we think, I had a client in the other day that says, I just do all the right things. I'm doing everything right to sell this house. You know, and he feels like it's still tested. It's tried. He thinks that we think in our world that if we do something right and we checklist it all right and we follow the laws, that we're going to get everything that we, we should, it should come easy to us. And it's not always that way. We are going to be tested, and there will be trials. And today, we're going to hone in on the difference between a hardship and a flagship. 
And so as you're hearing the words Gene's going to speak today, um, we are, these are principles for advancement. All these come right from the Bible. We, the Bible has, is, a, is a great book that tells us and already clues us in to what we need to be doing in business. So it's beautiful. So I'm going to pass this on to Gene, and um, he is going to, we're going to highlight on trials and testing. But no, if you haven't been here before, just know Gene is very good at filling in so you understand the things as it develops. Yes, and we'll have a, some time for questions at the end. How many of you avoid trials? <laughs> All of you. Well, we're supposed to love a trial just as much as we love the blessing. Because we're all called to the trial, and we're also called to the blessing. That's a calling from the one that created us. We are called to the trial, and we are called to the blessing. So why do you think some businesses, can we turn this echo off, please? Why do you think some businesses succeed and some don't? And why some businesses have more trials and tr struggles than others? Think about that. Trials are the platform of promotion or defeat. Trials are the platform of promotion or defeat. Trials give a way to a new way of thinking and pressing out the old way of thinking. That's what a trial does. It gets rid of the old pattern that didn't work and brings in the new pattern that kind of works. Trials are a sign that we are receiving what we put into law. That's the key. Really write that one down. Trials are a sign that we are receiving what we put into law. What do you mean what we put into law? Our words hold the power of a successful life or a defeated life. And when we speak, those words go into a law. Actually, we put it into law when we speak. We put it into law. And that law is spiritual. It's two spiritual laws. Like Lee said, the law of sin and death and the law of life and peace. And you have two gods, one over the law of life and peace and one over the law of sin and death. So keep that in mind. There's two laws. And those laws are put in place to enforce the fruit of the seed that was spoken. So once the seed is gone, you don't have any control over it. Whatever comes out of our mouth, we have no longer any control over it until it hits the trial. Then we have a choice. So trials expose what we put into law the fruit of the seed. Trials will help remove what's in the way and bring the new way in. And you know, with the economic crisis and things that are moving ahead, kind of bumpy, um, we really got to get a handle on what we're saying because this is, these times aren't bad. They're bad for some people. But it's a great opportunity for the people who know what to say in this economic situation we're in, and moving forward. Uh, 
So you can actually, you can actually rise above the rest in, in, in an economic situation like this. And I'm going to go into that a little bit. So trials reveal who's in charge. That's what a trial reveals. Who's in charge? Is it God? Is it the enemy, Satan? Or is it me? Because somebody's in charge. It's, it's one of those three. Sometimes we have to do less. And this is, this is a key verse to remember, a key quote to remember. Sometimes we have to do less in order to accomplish more. In the trial. That means less speaking in the trial. Because the biblical principles say that in the multitude of words, missing the mark does not lack. So we want to keep hitting the mark of that success. We're called to success. All of us are called to success. So we want to keep hitting that mark. Sometimes we have to do less in order to accomplish more. So trials are the result of good works and the result of bad works. I don't care how good you've been, the trial is going to come. Because it's God appointed, God designed to come into your life. And it has a purpose. Trials are not to be avoided, but embraced. Don't avoid a trial, or you'll avoid your blessing. Embrace the trial. Trials can be a hardship, which is suffering, pain, and oppression. Or trials can be a flagship, counting it all joy. Counting it all joy. Trials are a test to examine three things. Faith, fear, and discipline. Faith, fear, and discipline. That's what a trial is designed to examine, is faith, fear, and discipline. So in summary, God is said, is said to try men by adversity, to test their faith and confidence in him. To test their faith and confidence in him. So does your trial and my trial, our trials, expose hardship? Or do they expose flagship? That's the big question. Who's the captain of the ship? We're the vessel. Who's the captain? We have to choose the right captain. And see, I believe that the Word of God is the truth. And to be able to live from the inside out instead of from the outside in, we have to live by biblical pr pr uh, principles and, and family and business, everything we do. It's the only way we can live from the inside out is through biblical principles. So let's look at choosing the right captain. Let's look at Hebrews 12, too. All right, Hebrews 12, 2 says, For it was fitting for him, 
for whom all things and by whom all are all things in bringing many sons to glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through suffering. So it makes good sense that the God who got everything started, okay, that's a key word, got everything started and keeps everything going, now completes the work by making the salvation pioneer the captain of the vessel. The salvation, the word salvation means to make whole. To remove what's lacking and make it whole. So the captain of success is Jesus Christ. Not the religious Jesus, but the true word of God. Jesus Christ, who I met about 22 years ago, changed my life. The captain of unsuccess is Satan, who is the opposite of success. So one leads you to a whole successful life, and one leads you to a broken, defeated life, over and over and over again. You might experience blessing, but you're constantly experiencing a broken, defeated part of your life over and over again. Well, there's an answer to that, and I'm going to get, get into that a little further. But by choosing to engage, here's the key, choosing to engage in the right thoughts, we choose the right captain that pioneers us to a whole successful life. Because when we choose a thought, we are choosing the thought of the captain. And there's two. So once we choose the captain of the vessel who guides us through the tongue, that's how he guides us through the tongue. These captains, Jesus Christ said in that verse, Hebrews 2.10, uh, he guides us through the tongue. So again, what we speak, we put in the law and it directs our course what we speak. So let's look at James 3, 4, which gives us good direction. All right. It says, look also at ships, although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. So the small rudder on a sh huge ship in the hands of a skilled captain sets the course for a destined success. That small rudder on a huge ship in the hands of a skilled captain set the course for a destined success, whether it's in family, whether it's in business, uh, and it's impossible, let me say something, it's impossible to have a successful business without a successful family life. So the tongue, at the influence of a skilled captain, or an unskilled captain, can set the course to accomplish ne nearly anything 
or destroy it. So be careful who we hire and engage to run our company. Check out the character of the potential CEO that's speaking to your mind through a thought. Check out the character because when we engage it, we hired it. 20-something years ago, um, Jesus Christ said to me, give me your company. I want to be the CEO of your company. Well, 20 years ago, I barely knew him. I just, was, just came alive in him. And I said, okay, it's yours. Take it. And from that day forward, that business started prospering. And the only way it grew and prospered more is because he taught me what to do in the trial. Because there's no way that you can grow and succeed unless you know what to do in the trial. Because it's coming. So, let's look at the signs of success on the screen. Signs of success. Tribulation. This is the definition of tribulation. So anytime you experience any of these things, coming into your mind, into your soul, and your thought process. These are signs of success. Read those. Right, remember, he said these are signs of success. We read this and don't think that that feels like a sign of success, but these are signs of success. Trouble. And these are thoughts that you feel in your mind, what you're, what you, what you're sensing. Pressure. Anguish. Burdened. Persecuted. Compress. Squeeze, agitated, dis disturbed, suffering. Tribulation means to crush. And that is the true definition of tribulation. So these are just signs of success. They are not success. They are signs of success. But a lot of us, including myself, had experience Staying in that, not being able to move past it in a certain area of my life. So these are signs of success. These are the signs of a platform of decision. These are the signs of a platform of decision. So let's look at Joel 3.14 and see what the truth says about that. It says, the earthquakes before them. The heavens tremble, the sun and moon grow dark, and the stars diminish their brightness. I'm sorry, that's the wrong scripture. Let me look at Joel. I'm sorry, Gary. Um, he typed the wrong scripture. Not his fault. <laughs> um, anyway, Joel, what it says, multitudes, multitudes are in the valley of decision. Multitudes, multitudes are in the valley of decision. So in other words, mass confusion in decision valley. Mass confusion shows up. Actually, it is. It is Joel. It is, it is Joel 3.13 or 3.14. It says, multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. That means in a time when we have to make a choice. 
for the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. Yes. That is, the, that is that verse. And when confusion begins to enter your mind, that's how you know that the Lord, the captain of salvation, is near. He's near. Mass confusion in Decision Valley. That is not a sign that you've done something wrong. That is not a sign that you didn't understand something. That's a sign that you've done something right. So God's trial day has arrived in the decision valley. He comes. So the big question is, what do I do in the trial? Okay, what do I do in the trial? This is very important uh, to know what to do in the trial. Well, first of all, it depends on who you engaged in as your CEO of your company. Who's the captain? This is a spiritual CEO. This is a, a, a spiritual captain. Who did we engage in. If we engaged in the one that got everything started to pioneer your success, then this is what you do. Let's look at Romans 5, 3, and 4. Okay, it says, and not only that, but we also glory in the tribulation. That means we're supposed to be happy in the tribulation. Knowing that tribulation produces our perseverance and perseverance develops the character, and character gives us hope. So, what do you do? We continue to shout our praise, even when we're hemmed in with trouble. Continue to shout your praise, even when you're hemmed in with trouble. You know how you can get happy? When blessings are coming. You can shout praise when blessings are coming your way. But the pioneer of salvation never changes. So we're supposed to follow that CEO in the trial. So if I'm praising him in my blessing, I should be praising him in my trial. Because he doesn't change. Trouble develops passionate patience. Trouble develops passionate patience. Tribulation develops passionate patience. Patience forges virtue. That's the key. Patience forges virtue, keeping us alert. Listen to this. Keeping us alert for whatever the CEO will do next. So patience develops a virtue to know and hear what the CEO is going to do next. Because you have to know in the trial what to do next to get through that trial. So what else do I do in the trial? Let's look at James 1-2. 
It says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Consider it a sheer gift when you fall into manifold trials. Not just one. Manifold trials. Consider it a sheer gift when tests and challenges come to us from all sides. That is another sign that the CEO that you engaged in, the good captain, is pleased. Because manifold trials have come. Many trials have come, not just one. So count it all joy. He didn't say it was joy, but count it as joy. Have a mindset that joy is going to be on the other side of this trial. Because you'll be on the receiving side, on the other side of the trial. And what you're receiving is the good faith seeds that were spoken and you put into law in the invisible is now becoming visible for you to embrace. And then you praise him just like you praised him in the trial. Don't change. Look at, let's look at another one. Ephesians 6.14. It says, Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. So stand still and learn how to apply the truth. God's word is an indispensable weapon. Stand still and learn how to apply the truth in the trial. Don't move around too much. Stand still, and you'll be able to see the salvation of the pioneer, the captain that's leading you to that salvation. So let's recap. What do I do if I hire the right CEO, the right captain over my life and business. One, we're going to praise him. Two, we're going to be patient. Three, we're going to count it all joy. And four, we're going to stand still and apply the truth. Because until that truth becomes you, you'll never pass that trial. See, the purpose of the trial is to become one with truth. The truth that sets us free from disappointment. Truth that sets us free from lack. The trial is where it gels our spirit and our soul with the truth. So what if engaged out of ignorance? And most of us don't want to do the wrong thing. What if I engage out of ignorance, the wrong captain, the wrong CEO? What do I do then when the trial hits? So let's look at Acts 26.18. It says to open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me. 
So listen to that. That they may receive the same inheritance that the guy that was speaking the right things are receiving. I call it delayed but not denied. Delayed but not denied. So what do I do? I fire the wrong CEO. Immediately he's fired. The one that showed up after the first thought. Because we've got to keep in mind the one that created us has first say. He speaks first. The one that didn't create us can only follow the one that created us and try to imitate him and try to imitate his success and keeps us in defeat. So fire him and hire that one that showed up in the first thought, the first truth that hit your intuition, the first truth that hit your intuition, and then the thought has to line up with that intuition. So let's look at another one, 2 Corinthians 3.16. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. So we have an opportunity in the trial to turn to the right captain, the right CEO of our company. Turn to the pioneer of salvation. And God removes the veil. And there we are face to face with the right CEO. We can't see him when we've sowed into the wrong one, when we've engaged the wrong one. But when we turn in the trial to everything that is taught in this teaching, then we actually are a partaker of the same inheritance of blessings that the one who is under the right CEO is receiving. So what if I hire the right CEO and can't completely trust his guidance? And start consulting with another one. That's what this power choice is all about because any CEO of a company, you have to know him. You have to know his character. You have to know him to be able to trust him and trust what he's telling me to do. But some businesses don't get to know him so therefore, when he speaks, they can't trust him, and they consult another. So what do you do? Let's look at 2 Corinthians 13.5. Examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless, indeed, you are disqualified. That's what you do. Test yourself. Make sure you are solid in faith and not in fear. 
Make sure that you are solid in faith and not in fear. Because the CEO, the, the good one, his instruction is, he did not give you the spirit of fear. So, apparently the other CEO gave me the spirit of fear. And he's setting up my destruction. He's setting up my defeat. So this is where we test ourselves to see, examine myself to see, do I have faith, which means confidence in what I heard in my spirit. Because faith can only connect to confidence. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 13, 8 as another one. For we can do nothing against the truth, but for, for the truth. So if, if, we've, if we hired the right CEO and we didn't get to know him and we consult the other one, the other one will never win. The other one will never win. For you can do nothing against the truth, which the right CEO can only can only bring forth is truth. And that is the captain of salvation, Jesus Christ. So faith works for truth. Keep that in mind. Faith works for truth. Listen, faith is a spirit. It is from Christ. Faith is a spirit. It is from Christ. And it is sent to serve you. It's a spirit that serves you. It's alive. Because the word principle says, faith comes by hearing the truth. So that means it's alive, it's moving, and it's coming to me when I hear truth. So faith works for the truth. It won't, faith will never work against the truth. Fear works against the truth. So, when fear hits my mind, I've got to recognize what's being taught today and say, wow, if I engage in this and start bearing the fruit of fear, then I am working against the truth that sets me free from limitation. That's setting me free. That will set me free from lim limitation. Let's look at another one. 1 John 1 9. This is what we do. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So in other words, humble yourself. Because the only reason we didn't listen to the CEO is because of pride. You'll never be successful in business, family, or anything else unless we stay humble. Because the, the CEO of heaven says he resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So grace is unmerited favor. He's given me unmerited favor with him and with man. And my blessing, my inheritance, has to come through someone. So if I don't have favor with man, I'll never receive my inheritance. So we have to humble ourselves, keep ourselves humble, because all we are are vessels with a rudder. That's it. 
and there's a captain to this vessel that sends us the right direction, and there's another captain that sends us in the wrong direction, and he uses our tongue, our rudder, to guide us. Let's look at another one, James 4, 7. Therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So in other words, let God work his direction in you. That's what he's trying to do. His thought came in you for a good plan, a successful plan, a hope, a peace. Let him work his direction in you. That is what the trial is all about, working his direction, his plan in you. So don't avoid the trial because you're working against him if you avoid it. Resist the one who gave you the wrong direction. Fire him, and he will flee. You fire someone in your business, don't they go? They leave. They go out the door. Same thing in the spiritual realm. We have to fire the wrong one who betrayed us, who set us up for betrayal, who, who has kept us in the wrong path all these years. So those are the trials. And the test. And I want to give you seven, and Lee's going to close us. There are seven signs of a business led by the right CEO. And you, might want, you want to remember these, you can get the CD. There are seven signs. All right, I got it right, I passed through the trial, I received. Now here are the seven signs of a business that is led by the right CEO. One, there will be signs and wonders. He's going to go beyond the norm of business in growth, in receiving, in reputation. He's going to go beyond. That's a sign and a wonder because it goes beyond the norm. Two, he'll have authority. Because the CEO, the right CEO, will never give you his authority until you take on his character. Number three, you'll be a bondage breaker. You'll break bondage off of other people's businesses and lives. You'll be a servant, a helper. And number four, there'll be wealth transfers coming in your business because if, if you cannot handle the wealth, the wealth will never come to you. If the CEO who's transferring the wealth to you can't trust you, then he'll never transfer it. And the only reason he can't trust us because we're not like him yet. We've got to take on his character. Number five, hearing the voice of the captain. You'll hear the voice of the captain. You'll know each step to take in your business because he'll divinely lead you. And number six, biblical, you'll be a biblical principal entrepreneur. So in other words, once, once you get your first business squared away and have the right CEO over it, then you'll start other businesses. And number seven, Reaching other people for success. That's what this, this is about today. Train to reign.
reaching other people for success. All right, I love this part. How do we apply all this now into our everyday, right? Because we're sitting here and we're taking in a lot of verse, and I think that people are understanding, but how does this really apply into our everyday business? So I'm going to give you an example. <laughs> I laugh at this because every time we teach something together and it's going through a process, the Lord already sets up the right example so people can now apply this because we are individual people that walk into a business every day. Some of us are owners of the business. Some of us are secretaries of the business. Some of us are bankers, lenders, we're, we're project managers, whatever we are. We could be the janitor. We walk in a company and we know that we have a what? A job to do. But in that, we're our own, as we're walking in that job, we are still responsible for our thoughts. And our thoughts turn into words while we're on the job. So think about this. All these words that, that Gene has presented from the word are all things the Lord has already told us is truth. So if we walk in whatever job we do, regardless of its position, we have the, the power, there's an authority in us to choose how we think and then what we say. And the whole point of the trials and the test is everything that happens will test us. So even though I could be the best janitor and clean the bathroom right and do everything perfect, guess what? There's going to be a test and trial. Somebody's going to come and complain and say, I didn't clean it right. So even when I know I'm doing everything well, no matter what job you're in, you're like this vessel with the ability to receive instruction from a supernatural force. But we choose. We either choose life and death or life and, I mean, the law of sin and death, or life and peace, you know, and our, our, we all want life and peace. We don't want sin and death, but we do fall into that. I love it as, you know, as we walk on our path, we will veer off and go and, and do something that we're ignorant of, or not as from our heart, but yet the circumstances drew us to do that. And here's an example. A client comes in and says, Lee, I want you to sell my house. I say, great, we're going to sell your house. We come up with a plan, we come up with the price, and we put it out there. All right, well, the beautiful thing is people sometimes get impatient when they haven't gotten their offer and haven't gotten their deal, or everybody knows this. In every job, you have a responsibility with somebody to be accountable to what you have to perform, correct? Everybody understands that. Whether you're the owner or you're not, you're still in a position that has some level of authority. Well, when this person comes in, you make the plan, and then all of a sudden, we get two offers on the property. Two offers on the property. My client's excited. One doesn't have a realtor. The other one has a realtor. So I know this person personally, and I'm doing the house as kind of a favor for him. So I said, one, with, I said, one of these are going to be of God, and the other one is going to be what? One's going to be one to deceive us and take us off course from the one that's really him. But the test and the trial is for the owner and how he handled this. Okay, because all he did was when we were negotiating the two offers, kept calling the person that he thought was the buyer. He already decided. Now, he couldn't talk to the client that had the realtor because you have to go through right channels. But he did call the one that didn't have a realtor because he wanted to what? Take his control on it. He didn't take the time and say, okay, let me, who is my authority in my mind? Who is possessing my soul? You understand this? 
So what did he do? He, he, he kept calling him, come on, I want you to buy the house. I want this, blah, 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 blah. Well, what happens is bo- both offers went stagnant. Neither people have bought a house yet, but they're hovering because it's the blessing God is trying to get to this person. But, he, but he's, he's looking to see what he's going to do. So when this person, the person he wanted to buy didn't respond, boy, his thoughts automatically went into anger. His thoughts went into bitterness because he thinks he knew what was right. So what did he do? Start complaining. And all of a sudden, all the flood of words just came out of his mouth. I'm mad. I can't do this. is terrible. Don't you think this is wrong? Everything pulling him away. But what was happening to him? He was being what? Tested. Tested. And the moment he started complaining, both deals went. They both just, and they're hovered. And we're still in the position of hovering. And he came in and he goes, I just don't get it. I don't get it. My house is perfect. This is good. We're doing all the right things. Why, why is this happening to me? And I turned to him and I said, you're in a test and a trial. What do you think? It's, what do you think? Why are you getting angry? Why are you calling that person? Why would you do that? You have to rest and sit in your patience. I loved it as Gene was showing the verses because we have to know what our position is in business so we know how to move in that and know the authority. We have to choose the right thought. The thought of anger, confusion should have never driven him to fall out of the order in which that deal was to happen, correct? We all know policy and procedures. Order, 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 order. I know that I can't go to a bank and say, here, I want this house, give me money. I can't do that. There's a right order and procedure. That person can't turn to me and say yes. He's got to look at the application, follow the steps, and know which way he's choosing to do, even a lender, a mortgage lender. Hey, can I afford it? Can I afford it? Can I afford it? And then they leave him saying, I don't think I'm going to, this is not going to work. This is not going to work. This is not going to work. They immediately talk themselves into the wrong direction. That's why we have to be careful with our words, because no matter what words we're going to put out there, God's trying to work something out of us so he can get something into us. Okay? So it's, it's awesome because this gentleman, once he realized that he was angry and saying all the wrong words, I actually started showing him this. He was like, wow, wow. So he's what he's doing, captivating his thought, trying to stay on the right path. And because all these words, submitting to God, resist to the devil, everything that we've been saying, confess if you've missed the mark. Everybody gets the same outcome. The blessing's still there. His house is going to sell. He has to have the faith because his faith is being tested. Does he really believe his house is going to sell? If he's speaking all the negative things and chasing someone down, well, then he's not having the proper faith that the Lord has already put in him to be tested. We've already had a level of faith that's in each of us that can be tested. And he tests us because he wants to get something to us. He tests us because he knows whether we do good or bad, he's going to bring us another level of character onto us. So we can go through the next trial like that. Because when we see the deception coming to us, it's knowing, how to, it's knowing how to observe what's coming to you. The moment I saw the two offers come in, I started laughing. I knew one was deception, and I knew one was of God. Because this is a great family. This is a great family that deserves to have their household and move on to their next plan. But the thing is, is God is always going to challenge us. Are we up for the challenge? Are we up for that challenge in our workplace? 
Because we do make wrong choices. Why? Because of man-pleasing. We take time to, we, how many people want to man-please somebody? Just get it covered up. Let's get it fixed up. Let's just get it done. Let's just satisfy this. When that's not, we weren't called always to solve our problem. We are skilled in what we've been taught to do, whether it's build a house, run a bank, run a company, whatever we're supposed to be doing, we have already been chosen to do that job. We have the, we have the authority of knowledge. But then there's another authority of truth in which we walk in that position. And so I love it. Um, in Romans 12, 2, it says, and do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Before a thought enters in our, our brain and it comes out to be the word, we need to put the brakes on the thought because we got to think, what's the trial and test going to be like? So if you know in that thought of transformation, you know, okay, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm going to believe in this faith. I'm going to believe in, what the, in what's in my mind. You know that that is going to be tested. So if you know that you know that you know who your authority is and what that word is, you can just stand and all this commotion can be happening. And if you just stand in the truth, then it's gonna, you're going to work it out. You're going to go through it. In fact, it says, what's that verse? Like a breath? What's that? I don't remember that one. We're supposed to go through trials? For a while. A while. Which but you looked up the word, what a while means. We think a while could be a week, a month, a year. And we start talking to our, into ourselves that it's okay to be in that trial that long. But a while means what? Uh, without breath. Without breath. <laughs> we should be passing through the trial. I mean, isn't that awesome? We're supposed to have these trials and testings and walk through them because we know what we're standing in, which is the truth that's in our mind. So it says, and do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by renewing your mind. Renewing your mind what? To just truth, verse, to know what, which way to go. Like he said, what we say is what we put out there. But then it goes on to say that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Well, prove when you look up means to be to test. So we're all being put in positions that we are going to be tested. So it's awesome. And so if we commit our, if we commit our minds to learning the truth, okay, to learning some, all these verses were truth that can support what, how our mind is going to react in a situation. All these verses, he even said, even when we mess up, he's given us good verse to how to, to how to know what to do with our mind. Because if we commit to those ideas, two things are going to happen that will help us get successful. One, we need to live marked by humility. So those thoughts of standing in the truth will humble us in the circumstances around, not make us react. It makes us stand in peace. That's a humbling position. It's humble to see someone stand in peace when somebody's yelling at them. How many people have had somebody yell at you and you just want to yell right back. Come on, right? Well, if we know that we're not to respond back to somebody like that, you just stand there, take the yelling. You're standing in truth, and you're the one standing in the peace. It's okay to have that circumstance. And the second thing, and this is, this is so important to any business, we have to work our service through our gifting. If you know that you can stand, okay, in the humility, and you are working with him to agree to his principles and to keep that mouth from speaking what is wrong, then all you have to do is just 
do what you're supposed to do that you do well. Because our gifts come without repentance. We already have natural gifts. So those gifts, you need to use them. And if you're using them with the right, with the right CEO in the mind and seeking the right direction, he's going to help you lead you through a situation. He's going to help you lead it through. I've had so many experiences since I went from the world of business into the spiritual world of business that the stories I have say, they're like, you just drop your jaw because all I did was as I've grown in this with him, because now he's the guy I talk to. I, I'm talking to him. What do I do about this? You know what I mean? And he, a verse comes up, something guides us. So it's awesome. I feel like if we can commit and know that this is the truth, this will never let you down. People will let us down in a situation or a thing, but this won't let us down. And so we walk this world as spiritual beings in a business world that we actually have the authority with him to take dominion, to reign in our job. And that doesn't mean we're going to make all the right decisions, but it means with him, he can make the outcome all the same. Entering into a promised land, entering into a blessing, entering into a good contract, entering. I've watched Mr. Hall receive such blessing because even though all the chaos was around him, he stood and, and people would look at him, what are you doing? I have seen this. I've heard this. But he stands in what the principle is. And then what happens is the blessing yields to him. He didn't have to chase it. He didn't have to worry about this. He just had to stay in the peace and watch his what? what he said and how he was putting it out there. So it's awesome. I've, I've been very blessed to sit and watch somebody for the past three years in this, type, in, in, this, in this practice and how it comes to fruition. So I think it's awesome. So if we just remember those two things, stand and keep seeking the truth, stand in our humility, and know that we have a gift that he gave us, and that gift is a free gift, and we're, that's the gift he gave us to succeed in what we're called to do. Sometimes we, we, we took it really seriously after we had a training for reigning, and we said, okay, CE Hall Enterprises, is everybody in their gift? Is everybody doing what they should be doing? Because we know the company will be a lot more successful if we have everybody in their gift. And we've made some serious changes, shifting people, and now it's clicking. You hear it. I hear it. And there's a motion happening. Everybody's doing what their gifting is. Not what they think their gifting is. They are really working in what their gift is. And so we're, we're to nurture that. Encourage it. If you are in a leadership position in a business, you know you have the position to, you're to nurture the people around you. You have to help them grow. And sometimes that's hard when you're going through what? Testing and trials. Because just because the boss is up top, you still have to go through the testing and trials. It's so awesome. Um, one of the things in the packet that I gave you after we went through agenda I know this chart is very a lot, but it is a lot of good things that if you take your time and you keep that at your bedside, and when you are spending time in your word, these things will come to you. Read these verses, and you know what? They're going to connect with you because they are truth. We all have been received by God. We all, the truth of blueprint is already in our spirit. Now we have to get it into our renewing our mind so we can get it out there in what we do. So... It's exciting, but I gave you some other additional from what I hope some of you, I hope a lot of you wrote down the scriptures that Gene went through because they're awesome support scriptures. Scripture is to be read and meditated on because it soothes our soul into producing what our spirit already knows we're supposed to be doing in the trial. 
So, on the back, I gave you scriptures that we give out to people in our ministry and in our work because it says trials are promotion in motion. And I am hot. <laughs> I am burning up. But you know, I probably turned the heat up. That's the funny part. I, I'm laughing at myself because if it's not cool in here, it's because of I turn, I don't like the cold air. But it says trials, promotion in motion. Here's some great verses. It backs up everything that you've been taught today. Beloved, because we are beloved to him. Do not think strange concerning the fiery trial, which is, is to try you as though some strange thing has happened to you. How many people think, why did that happen to me? Just like my gentleman. Why, did, why is this happening to me? But this is good because he's telling us, he's telling us very clearly is to try you. Everybody in here is to be tried. I love that. We're all in agreement. Psalms 139.16 says, In your book they were written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there were some of them. That means our, our days were already fashioned to us. That means the Lord already knows this is not Satan's work. This is God's work to develop the character in us. He wants us to walk with reign and authority. Count it all joy. Gene read this. Count it all joy when you fall into the various trials. Now, I'm going to tell you, that was a hard thing to learn. I, I, I do have to tell you that. I'm a bubbly person naturally, but when I would, I would want to avoid a trial. I'd see a trial coming, whether I did right or wrong. I would want to avoid that trial, clean it up, just pass it on, and just get to the next thing. But what I've learned in the past three years is walk through that trial. Walk through that trial. Ask for his guidance. Even though I have another boss in the world, I still have him that is, that is my authority. So if I use him, he'll help me get through that trial. And what it says in that other verse, we all will receive the inheritance. So even if you have to confess your sin, correct what you did wrong, said, you know, man, the truth is I didn't, I didn't do that. You have to walk through that trial because we should count it all joy because there's some improvement and we all get the inheritance. Knowing that the testing of our faith produces patience. That, <laughs> that's just what it is. <laughs> the testing is to produce our, our faith, to produce our patience. But let the patience have its perfect work. Patience is perfecting a work. It is that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. That's all what God wants for us. He wants to walk in these giftings, walk in the humility. So what? So we're lacking nothing. He wants to put us in that special place that's fertile, secure, and a stable life in our business, in our family, in all arenas of our life. Romans 5.3 says, Do not, and not only that, but also glory in the tribulation. Just like we read, we glory in the tribulation. That means be happy it's coming. Because that means promotion is in motion. And even if you messed up, your promises are not delayed. God has written that in the word. It says perseverance pursues character, character hope. And now hope, I love this. This is one of my favorite verses. And hope does not disappoint. We are not to be disappointed when we feel the struggle. We are not to be disappointed when we feel the, when we feel the suffering. Because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. So we are not alone. I, I sat in the Episcopal Church for so long, I didn't know the Holy Spirit was in me. I thought it came upon me. So I had to wait for God to help me in a trial. When I, when I got that this spirit's in me and it guides me, man, it, that, that is, that's excitement because 
God loves us so much. He loves everybody in here to be successful in their business and to be and to receive what he has. Everybody in here is to train to reign. Everybody, even the janitor, even what we would say in the world is the lowest position, that person is to train and reign. We are all to train and reign. Eyes have not seen, nor ears heard, nor have entered the heart of man the things God has prepared for those who love him. Isn't that the easiest ticket? We have to love him. And when we love him and we just spend time with him, that's a relationship. I went to dinner last night with Kim, and we were talking about what is relationship versus religion. And relationship is just talking to him, recognizing that Christ died just so we could have divine communication. That's righteousness. And we carry that every day in our business. We carry that relationship. We could be talking to God all day. He can, he can even give us good divine warning when something not good is about to happen because he loves us that much. He wants to prep us before something happens. So I love that. No, eyes have not seen. That means we can't always see it. Nor ears have heard. That means because we might not have heard it nor have entered the heart of man the things God has for us. Doesn't that sound big? That means what we think, what we hear, and what we see is so minor to what God really has for us. Now, doesn't that guess it? I believe this is truth. I read this and meditate on this. This now starts coming towards me because I'm going to believe bigger for my company. I'm going to be big, believe bigger for my job. I'm going to believe bigger for my client you transfer that out right out to other people. For consider that the suffering of the present times are not worthy to be compared to the glory which shall be revealed in us. That means as we are walking out our jobs, there is a glory that's going to be revealed in us out to our workplace. We become that extension. Just see yourself with all these little extensions going out. We are the extension out to our employees. We are the extension out to our staff members to our clients, to anybody that we are in service of because our gift is our service to them. The gift is easy to us, but it's not for us. It's for them. So that's why as we, we adjusted the enterprise and put people in jobs, they can service others because their gift is being used for the other. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly awaits for the revealing of the sons and gods. So we are to eagerly expect. We are to be excited. Isn't this awesome? I'm excited. I get myself excited. Because I can't, I can't stand up here and not... This man has put me through mentoring in, this, in, in, in these principles in the workplace. And, you know, there are struggles. This is the truth. I didn't want to face some of the trials that came my way. Because I could have easily just walked away from them, moved on to the next day. But then I realized if I didn't face those trials, I wasn't getting into a better place, a better development of me. That's the humility. I don't know how to do it all. I don't know how to do it all. And so our hearts, as we've developed over the past three years with him, has been to get this out into other people because we have to think opposite, transform our mind. And in fact, we're over time. But it is, I'll start the next session with this, but um, Gene had given me um, some things that, you know, the Lord has really downloaded him. And some of these are really powerful. I spent last night just meditating on them because, like, I'm going to read one. The mind is the gatekeeper. 
of the kingdom activity that we bring from heaven on earth. The Lord already tells us that we're to bring heaven on earth. That means we're to live heaven, what's stored up for us in heaven, we're to live it down on earth. Our mind is the gatekeeper because it decides which thought column we're going to go into, thought of Satan or the thought of God. You know, imagine if we teach this to young people and they already know how to work the thought and what things they might not have to enter into because they're already going to be equipped and prepared to know how to handle what's coming to them and not getting disappointed because there's no disappointment and hope. And so I'm going to start off the next session with these because these are awesome and just reminding us. So the next session as we get into this, and I don't know, do you have anything else you want to say? Oh, oh, we'll do, yeah. The next session we're going to focus in, and if you look on the chart, is going to be the results of tests and trials. We're going to continue to break this down. And um, we would like to open this up for anybody that has any questions or answers because we know we're sitting here teaching, yay, be happy in the test and trial. That's not what the world teaches. So we definitely recognize that. So if anybody has any questions, um, raise your hand. I'll hand you the mic. One thing I'd like to say while you're thinking about raising your hand, um, I asked the Lord one time, how can I prosper in all things? Family, business, ministry, finances, possessions, all things. As he has given us all things to enjoy. He said, Psalm 1 one through three. He said, if you'll just do that. You will prosper in all things. Yeah, we'll, we'll just close with that. Psalms one, one through three said, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. And it breaks it down, that's one. Two, nor stands in the path of a sinner. Three, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his laws he meditates day and night. Okay, and now here's the outcome. He shall be like a tree planted in the rivers of the water that brings forth its fruit in due season. That means after, that means after the trial. Whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. That's excellent. And we, well, we have to prosper. What we have to understand that the, the, the true definition of prosper means to be empowered. To reach the goal, to be empowered, to succeed. And that's why it's so important to meditate on the truth, because in that meditation, there's going to be a manifestation. And the manifestation is going to be the trial. So don't avoid the trial, because that is a sign that you're being empowered to reach your goal. That's what the trial is a sign of, to be empowered to reach your goal. And listen, you can't be, you can't succeed in nothing beyond the norm unless you're empowered, anointed 
to do it. So, any questions? Any questions at all? Because this is really just uh, an open forum because we want to help uh, everybody, you know, understand what, what what I've been through, what Lee's been through, and some of us in our business have been through, and how it works. And um, uh, so, if there's any questions, no questions, we'll we'll go ahead and close. Yeah, and one I, one thing that's really cool is know that your spirit holds the truth, and is connected to this. We just don't know it all in our soul and our mind, you know. And so I love it when we feel agitated. You're feeling your spirit when you're agitated, wanting to get the truth for your mind to produce it. So you start feeling agitated. How many people feel agitated in situations and trials? And in that agitation is when, wow, you are in a good place because he's trying to get something to you. It's right there. You just can't see it, but it's right there in every situation. So it's awesome. So we just need to connect more, you know, with this truth. And that's what we love doing, getting all this word out. And so now as you meditate on it, things are going to start clicking. Things will click in your mind. And we tape all these sessions. In fact, if anybody wants a copy of last session, I made tapes for today. So if you missed last session and you want a copy, I have a tape for you. So um, that's awesome. Thank you for coming.